Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. You might long these days to absent yourself from civilization, to live deliberately, and to front only the essential facts of life. And yes, that's a little Thoreau for you if you've been, uh, it's been a while since you read Walden. No more lines at Target, no more messing with Zoom happy hours. If that appeals to you, Mike Clark, better known as Muddy Mike, is living the dream. The founder of canoeing company Big Muddy Adventures moved to a remote island in the Mississippi River almost a month ago. He calls it quarantine. Quarantine Island. How long does he plan to stay? Well, why don't we ask him? So, joining us today to explain what he's up to on Quarantine Island is Muddy Mike Clark. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. Good to be on the program. Wow, your phone line actually sounds really great for being on a remote island. It's civilization is kind of amazing in that it gets its tentacles in, huh? Yeah, it's uh, pretty ubiquitous, I guess. Uh, the engineer just called, asked if I was in my lucky spot, and I think he was referring to a place where I'd get a uh, good connection, but yeah. maybe there's more to it. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds pretty amazing. But So you left civilization more than three weeks ago. What led you to do that at that point? Well, uh, this time of year, um, pretty much annually for uh, quite a long time, I've been going out on these rivers to explore and to uh, do some education things and basically uh, prepare to come out and guide a uh, full season of, uh, you know, outbidding and guiding with Big Money Adventures. Mm -hmm. So uh, when the uh, word came down that we weren't going to be able to guide and and do what we'd love to do, uh, I decided I would still come out on the river, but I was pretty cognizant back then that I couldn't and didn't want to be in contact. So mm -hmm. to travel around would have, you know, the probability of, uh, you know, solitude or distancing wasn't that great. But coming to this island, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was pretty good distancing. You could truly be on your own. It is uh, very much I am on my own, but, uh, you know, it's a, we're talking and, uh, you know, it's not hard to connect to mm -hmm. the world that's not here. So set the scene for us. You're on this island. Um, what does it look like? Is this such a big island that you can't see the other end of it from where you're standing? Or are you just on a tiny little piece of land in the middle of the river? No, it's a it's a very big uh, island, actually. Um, one of the bigger islands uh, in the uh, middle and upper Mississippi or uh, Lower Mississippi River, and uh, yeah, it's it's teeming with wildlife. It's very remote. Hmm. Um, there's uh, the river is you know not at flood stage, so there's some sand and hmm. the willows are blooming and and uh, the forest is coming to life. So you say it's um, teeming with wildlife. Who are some of your um, animal neighbors? Um, well, after uh, 27 days, I realized that I was kind of in a zoo, quarantine island zoo. The difference being I'm the exhibit, I'm the human, everyone ah. else is like the caretaker. So uh, there's a great herd of deer around, the coyotes are around, the bird life is fantastic, um, you know, from, you know, birds that like the river to birds that like these bottomland forests. And uh, then there's, you know, the usuals, uh, turtles and American beaver, and then there's spiders and I've seen a couple of snakes. There's not much worry about, you know, uh, snakes that would do me harm, 
I was going to say this was all sounding so idyllic until you got to the spiders and snakes. And now I no longer want to join you on Quarantine Island. But these these coyotes um, and deer, are they coming to and fro from island to mainland? Or is there there's a separate community living on this island? Yeah, this is their community. I'm fairly certain. There's a hmm. decent side herd with a, a there's a buck out here. He's the big boy, so to speak. And I had him come to camp a week or so ago, and I heard him snorting and stomping outside the tent. And uh, he was just letting me uh, know that, you know, it's their domain and, you know, I, I have to respect it. So the spiders and the snakes and all of that, they're, uh, you know, easy to avoid, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. They don't um, want to mess with you. Not much does out here, interestingly. You know, they, uh, they're they as curious of me as I am of them. Now, I understand you originally took Dolly, your dog, with you, but I, I hear she's now back in civilization with your son. Uh, Dolly didn't like it out in, in the wilderness? Oh, I think she actually loved it, but <laughs> she's a older dog and a pretty big dog. And when big dogs get older, uh, just like me and everybody else, the joints start hurting and sleeping on the ground. And she's pretty protective, so she was kind of uh, on alert all the time. So I think mm. she just kind of wore herself out. So she's on vacation from Quarantine Island. So Do you think she'll rejoin uh, she'll at some point? I, I have a feeling, but I, you know, right now I hear she's uh, pretty comfortable. So you, so, you uh, mentioned sleeping on the ground. Do you have any sort of uh, comfy setup for yourself or are, are you really kind of just out there in the elements? Well, I admittedly have pretty good gear. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is what I do during the guiding season is I take people and we come out to places like this and and, uh, camp and explore. And uh, so the gear I have is uh, quite comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I use it all year in the guiding year. So I, you know, I don't sleep directly on the ground. I have a, you know, a typical uh, air pad that you would carry on a backpack or in a canoe. So, yeah, no, there's a few creature comforts. I do... uh, not have a stove, as that's kind of been tradition. Hmm. And uh, so I have to make fire in order to, like, have a cup of coffee in the morning. That sounds like so much work. I mean, so when you get up, how long before you can get that coffee to a point where you can drink it? Well, I got, you know, got smart over time, and I gather all the wood, and I pretty much set up uh, much, I guess, (laughs) if I were on land, I would set the timer on the coffee machine. So um, this way I'm pretty ready to go uh, early in the morning, and I just get out and, you know, if it's not wet and I protect the wood so that it stays relatively dry, and then I just, probably about a half hour from the time I actually unzip the tent door and come outside to being able to sit and have a cup of coffee. Hmm, so that's no Keurig, but it's not terrible. Sounds like you're you're making it work. Yeah, and uh, I actually, can I throw a plug in? I, I sure. just got resupplied, and, uh, and I got this Caldi coffee that um, apparently is um, is um, benefiting um, a great gateway resilience fund. So, mm. you know, like I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, you know, so I'm enjoying this uh, give back to the community kind of coffee. So that gateway resilience fund, I'm really glad you brought that up. I know Rue Yawetz, who is your partner in Big Muddy Adventures, he was on our show a couple weeks ago talking about the formation of this. This benefits laid off restaurant workers and others impacted by this. You're raising money for them just by being out there on the island. Are people paying you to, to stay on the island? How does that work? 
So I'm not quite sure, to be honest, but um, <clears throat> from what I understand, I'm like at the bottom of the uh, operations and, and uh, logistics pole of Big Muddy Adventures. I'm, um, and, but from what I understand, um, when I came out here, uh, we came up with a, a idea to, uh, you know, benefit the Gateway Resilience Fund. And the way that they came up with it is for every day that I stayed out here, people would put some hmm. amount of money. So, yeah, so the length of my stay actually does uh, amount to uh, some money for the Gateway Resilience Fund. Yeah, so you've been out there a long time already. I mean, you're you're going to hit a month within the next week here. Uh, are you planning to bankrupt these people and just stay indefinitely? Well, uh, uh, hopefully not bankrupt anyone. But, um, um, yeah, I, honestly, if uh, people are uh, willing to share and and um, my my stay out here, you know, allows them to um, have a mission to it or something, then that's wonderful. Have you, uh, have you given much thought to when you might return? Um, every morning, how's that for an answer? But actually, no, I'm I'm. Everyone is under the, basically the same rules, I believe, and that's the stay-at-home rules. And, and for right now, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm generally curious, and there's a lot out here that if you're a curious person, you can uh, really entertain yourself and learn things, too. So. So how are you entertaining yourself? I guess I, I probably should have asked that first because, I mean, this is a long period of time you've been out there. I imagine you're not just looking at your phone all day, uh, surfing social media. W- what are you doing day to day? Well, I do a lot of, uh, I guess, they're chores, you know, gather firewood and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm in the elements. That's yeah. the one thing. It's been, it's been really windy for, you know, almost two weeks and basically almost the whole month it's been – um, a smattering of really nice days and then a whole bunch of uh, very windy and, you know, often damp or wet. So uh, the chores, you know, are considerable. And then I'm actually picking up trash out here. There's oh. a considerable amount of trash that comes down these rivers, especially, you know, like at flood stages and stuff like that. So mm. this island um, is a, a bit of a, a trash trap. And there are certain places on the island where trash accumulates. So I'm basically spending a good portion of the day walking around and hunting trash and then bagging it up and carrying it back to an area right around my camp that I'm calling the trash corral. And basically I'm, you know, stashing all of this trash into a place where I can um, put some barriers around it. So if, hmm. if we don't get it off of here, it won't float away if and when the river comes up into this uh, this island. So you're doing some good work in addition to raising some money. So I, I want to leave with one question today, and that is, um, for those of us who might be kind of envying uh, what you're up to out there, what is the best part about being all alone out there on Quarantine Island? That's a tough question. Um, that's a really tough question. Well, um, I'm not sure. I think probably I'd compare it to, I think, what other people's lives are like not here on the island. Mm -hmm. And that is that you don't get much solitude. If you live in a house, you know, with kids or anything, (laughs) you you know, how do you break away when you're not allowed to leave the, you know, X number of square feet you're you're in? So that may be the best part is is that I'm not under the social pressure 
that everyone else is, and uh, that gives me room to, uh, you know, to think uh, better about things and to try and focus on chores and simple things mm-hmm. and try and do them the best I can. That's uh, my mantra. Make this simple and, you know, make the simple the best. Well, that parts of it, parts of it sound so lovely. Other parts, I'm, I'm not so sure. But Mike Clark, I want to thank you so much for joining us today from Quarantine Island. Thank you, Sarah. And if you look up Big Muddy's um, Instagram page, you can get more information about how to donate to, to keep Mike away. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.